Galatians chapter 2. Then after a period of 14 years, I again went up to Jerusalem, this time with Barnabas, taking Titus along also. I went up to Jerusalem because of a divine revelation, and I put before them the gospel, which I preach among the Gentiles. But I did so in private because of those of reputation, for fear that I might be running or had run the course of my ministry in vain. But all went well, for not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled, as had some anticipated anticipation to be circumcised, despite the fact that he was Greek. My concern was because of the false brothers, those people masquerading as Christians who had been secretly smuggled in to the community of believers. They had slipped in to spy on the freedom for which we have in Christ Jesus in order to bring us back into bondage under the law of Moses. But we did not yield to them even for a moment so that the truth of the gospel would continue to remain with you in its purity. But from those who were of high reputation, whatever they were, in terms of individual importance, makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. He is not impressed with the positions that people hold, nor does he recognize distinctions such as fame or power. Well, those who were of reputation contributed nothing to me. That is, they had nothing to add to my gospel message, nor did they impose any new requirements of me. But on the contrary, they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised Gentiles, just as Peter had been entrusted to proclaim the gospel to the circumcised Jews. For he who worked effectively for Peter and empowered him in this ministry to the Jews also worked effectively for me and empowered me in my ministry to the Gentiles. And recognizing the grace that God had bestowed on me, James and Cephas, which is Peter, and John, who were reputed to the pillars of the Jerusalem church, gave to me, Barnabas, the right hand of fellowship, so that we could go to the Gentiles with their blessing and they to the circumcised Jews. They asked only one thing, that we remember the poor, the very thing I was also eager to do. So now Cephas came to Antioch. I opposed him face to face about his conduct there, because he stood condemned by his own actions. Before certain men came from James, he used to eat his meals with the Gentiles. But when the men from Jerusalem arrived, he began to withdraw and separate himself from the Gentile believers because he was afraid of those from the circumcision. The rest of the Jews joined him in this hypocrisy, ignoring their knowledge that the Jewish, Jewish and Gentile Christians were united under the new covenant into one faith, with the result that even Barnabas was carried away by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not being straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I told Cephas in front of everyone, If you, being a Jew, live as you have been living, like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how is it that you are now virtually forcing the Gentiles to live like Jews if they want to eat with you? I went on to say, We are Jews by birth and not sinners from among the Gentiles. Yet we know that a man is not justified and placed in right standing with God by works of the law, but only through faith in God, God's beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And even we, as Jews, have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. By observing the law, no one will ever be justified, declared free of guilt for sin and its penalty. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, by faith, our, we ourselves are found to be sinners, does that make Christ an advocate or promoter of our sin? Certainly not. For if I or anyone else should rebuild through the word or by practice what I once tore down, the belief that observing the law is essential for salvation, I prove myself to be 
a transgressor. For through the law I died to the law and its demands on me, because salvation is provided through the death and resurrection of Christ, so that I might now so that I might from now on live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, that is in him. I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body I live by faith, and by adhering and relying on and completely trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not ignore or nullify the gracious gift of the grace of God, his amazing unmerited favor. For if righteousness comes through observing the law, then Christ died needlessly. His suffering and death would have had no purpose whatsoever.